Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Welcome to another fun-filled adventure of mine, Surfer Radio. Exciting. Today's episode is going to be talking about all the good people out there. Because throughout the next season coming up, season two, there's already probably been a couple of episodes released. It's been a really fun journey through the process of Mindsurfer Radio and kind of finding the direction I want to go. So far, I've been hitting all the demographics I could have ever hoped for, which I think I've already talked about, but it's, you know, the 30 to 55 range. It's like 60% men, 60% in the U.S., which is super cool. And thank you all for sharing. And I know how it all started. It's a few people I sent it to. And they're like, man, I loved what you did. I've been sharing it. I've been sharing it. I've been sharing it. I'm like, wow, damn, thank you. I just really appreciate it. And I was really surprised because I can kind of see when things are being shared. And I was surprised by how few people who I thought were into what I was doing have even looked at it or even shared it, but even looked at it or listened to it. And that's, you know, where we just have to look at ourselves and say, who cares? It's none of our business how people we know act. And it's our ego is just wanting our ego to be like, oh, I want them to share. I want bigger success. I want more. Because that's what all life is, right? It's just, I want more. So you can't be mad about it. We have to be mindful. And if you're learning to be mindful, you're going to notice that you're starting to control your anger and emotions, and you're learning how to be nicer. And you're starting to recognize like, oh man, it was part of my issues that I was seeing in others that was driving me nuts. And it doesn't mean you weren't justified to feel the way you did. If someone's gaslighting you and denying your truths, that's kind of a big deal. And that's very, very toxic as a relationship. So yes, it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility to accept it because that's who they are and they're never going to change. And you get to choose how you're going to interact. So if you're going to continue interacting every day because you choose to, to calm your mind, you have to accept that you also choose that you're going to react in a way that is in a positive demeanor instead of taking it personal, instead of getting upset, instead of feeling judged, instead of feeling attacked or unvalidated or disrespected. Because they're all valid things to feel, but after a while, then you're just vibrating at that energy. And if you're shifting to becoming a nicer version of yourself or a more loving version or a more forgiving version or all of it, compassionate, as you learn through it, and again, that's the shit I go through. That's right, the shit I go through with my clients or through my classes, because I'm also building some online classes so that it's way more productive for you to train on your own time. That's the hardest part with getting one-on-one clients. People are just so hard to get on a schedule. And when you try to teach people like, hey, you want to change your habits? Make the first habit to fucking carve out time to meet with me two hours a week. And if you can't do that, I can guarantee you, you're not going to have much success with what I'm doing. If you can't carve out two hours a week, then you're not going to be able to carve out 10 minutes in the morning and then another 10 minutes at night every day. Oh my God, I don't have time for that. Blah, blah, blah. Then guess what? If you don't have time for that, then your life will continue being what it is. So just embrace it. Love what you're doing. And if you love it and you're like, why are you so adamant on changing? I'm like, well, you know, it's how you feel. If you're going through the change, if you recognize the change, 
this will connect with you. If you're just listening to this because maybe you know me or someone you know knows me and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't give a shit about any of this stuff. That's all cool. It is absolutely okay. But as we start recognizing our own change, our transformation, our ability to see our actions and how we react to emotions. And what do we bring to the table? Are we the one bringing the negativity? Are we triggered by an environment? Every time we go to a certain place, we just start like, oh, you just hate it. So quit going there. And I'll tell you, people would rather not see someone than have someone there who's vibrating low. And if you think you're doing other people a favor to be there and acting like a fucking prissy, assholey, cunty, judgmental fucktard, well, they don't. No one wants that. And eventually you're going to realize, oh, no one wants that ever because they recognize that's just how that person is. And that person refuses to grow compassion or understanding or learn different perspectives or realize that, holy shit, just because I'm old doesn't mean I'm wise. Just because I've been on the planet longer doesn't mean I actually understand the way the world works. And maybe there's more to the world than what the TV says and paying debt and having a bunch of fancy shit that you can never pay off and then leaving debt for your kids and then leaving a natural resources completely fucked up because all we care about is buying dollar products that break within two weeks so we just keep rebuying it and rebuying it. So in the long run, we should have just bought a $50 one that was of good quality that would have been sustainable that you wouldn't have to be constantly throwing out into the dump. But we're too lazy. We don't give a shit. No one gives a fuck about that until you start giving a fuck about it and then you start realizing, wow, I was so lazy. Like now I respect my grandparents for always fixing whatever they could. They were the absolute greatest generation of being able to take something that was no longer working fix it and then throw out the parts that didn't work and then use the parts that were and that's what I grew up with and I loved it it's so cool looking back at how our grandparents those little idiosyncrasies we used to make fun of and then you look back and you're like fuck that was the key to life that's the key to life and our mass consumerism and our fucking lazy boys and man caves and 900 feet TVs and video games and shit that just keeps us distracted and in a bubble a comfortable beautiful bubble but you're just in a bubble and you don't realize how much we play an impact in the world not to say that our grandparents or great-grandparents really understood the impact in the world, but maybe they did. Maybe they did more than us. They weren't distracted 24-7 with Wi-Fi and streaming and online and porn and whatever the fuck that keeps us busy. Drinking. Oh, well, you know, if you drink one glass after dinner, that's nice, which it is. That's a very European thing, and there's benefits to drinking a nice, bold, natural wine, not some flavored, sugary, bullshit, fucking spritzer thing that looks like fake wine. It's all just garbage. And then there's also a difference between I'm having a little glass of wine after or with dinner or after work, whatever, and to otherwise be like, I'm popping a bottle every morning. You have your work wine and then your after work wine. And I know it's the big joke, like ha ha ha, but people are doing it. Dude, you understand you're an alcoholic. This is clear as day. If you have morning wine and then afternoon wine, and then you're like, no, no, I didn't drink yesterday. I only had three glasses. Fuck, quit justifying your shit. Ask for help, recognize it. Like, fuck, you're in a rut. And don't worry, a lot of people are in ruts. 
I started doing this whole mindfulness thing six years ago because I got into a super negative rut. And then I was like, what the fuck? And I started questioning stuff. Then my finances went to shit. Everything went to shit. So I learned how to rebuild myself, how to get rid of anything. I lost so much material stuff that I collected over the years. I was like, fuck, I just couldn't take it with me and I couldn't sell it or I had to sell some of it. Some of it I just had to leave behind. And I was like, wow, what a cleanse. Like it was a cleanse, but it was also like a fucking, it was as if, apart from I got to keep the choice things I wanted. So that part, of it was absolutely a gift but it felt like a tsunami came and just took everything but it did it took everything that i couldn't fit in a trailer that i was being pulled in my little hyundai touring greatest car i've ever had i love that car took me over a year to find it and i eventually did then i got suckered into extended warranty because you know you trust salespeople, you trust people you know you go to a business because you know them and you want to give them business right and then they fucking bend you over for two grand and then when you go to use it oh no it doesn't cover that i'm like no specifically they told me no and i'm like wow what a bunch of fucking assholes you think i'm ever going to send you business ever again like congratulations congratulations you made extra money for yourself But you think that you're gonna have my respect or trust ever again? No, hey, I wish the best for you. You do whatever the fuck you wanna do. But as a business person, you have to realize when you take advantage of people you know, then you lose all their contacts and then all of a sudden, you get a reputation. And who the fuck wants to hang around that? I don't. If you do, that's cool. Hey, if you just want to slug back bottles of wine, I know a lot of people who, yes, they're great people. When you get slamming drunk with them, yeah, obviously, because we're not talking about anything of importance. And we're just getting fucking drunk watching Bachelorette or some shit, right? Isn't that what you do? Bachelorette? No? Good old reality TV. Dating? Oh, I can't imagine. I have a friend that I went to acting school with. Oh, wait. So I've talked about her before, Allie. And she has a fitness company called Move With Allie. So check her out on Insta. And so she was on Big Brother 6 or 5? Damn it. I should know this. But yeah, and so she's done well and it's pretty amazing and it's cool to see people who I was through a learning period of my time which is always I'm always in a learning period but like right now I've been meeting some amazing people when it comes to mindfulness and spirituality and growth and all that so and so I'm always meeting cool people and then we go our own way so she went her way she's now in Vancouver west coast and it's so fun to see people that are like, fuck, man, you get on TV, did the reality thing. I had a lot of people tell me I needed to go do Big Brother, and I'm so glad I didn't. I'm sure I would have caused some ruckus. It's, you know, there's a responsibility to becoming popular or known on social media, and when people start sharing your stuff, when you start recognizing, like, man, I got to be the change I want to see, therefore I got to lead by example. And that becomes part of the hard part when you're going through the transition, when you're seeing, man, you know, it's so hard. I feel like I've gone nowhere, but sometimes you need to stop, collaborate, and listen. Then ice is back with a brand new invention. No, sometimes you gotta stop and just take a look back and be like, holy shit, I actually made some progress. Or progress, depending on how you want to hear it. And as you look back, you kind of see some milestones that you forgot about. And you're like, man, you know what? You start looking in your spot right now, and you remember there was a time you used to dream of this present moment you forgot about it. And that's the key to doing your mindfulness and being aware and being in the present moment and creating aromas that become your triggers so that you have different aromas. That's why I like essential oil. So yes, some of them like oil of oregano 
scientific proof that it is absolutely amazing at you know anti-fungus antibacterial antiviral it kills everything like if you put it in your eyes it'll go blind it's so strong like you have to be very very careful with oil of oregano and if you're gonna ingest it use some carrier oil and whatever it is so yes i do like the essential oil thing do i think it's kind of gone off his rockers like every other consumerism thing because all it's about is money 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 hey hey you like oils I know you buy it. Hey, do you want to start selling it? And then I can be like the person making money every time you sell and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, I'm doing my own shit. And I love your gusto and I love that you're doing well and you're making a difference in the world. But I'm not your guy because you don't know how I am. And this whole thing of you're going to use my network to your benefit. I'm like, I just don't see what I'm going to get out of it. You're going to get everything of mine. And I know how it works. I'm going to get fucked and you're gonna be like oh too bad you didn't hit the numbers i'm gonna be like fuck you and your numbers and then you lose all of your friends credibility if you ever try to sell your friends if your goal is to just sell your friends and you're in the realization that you want to market and you want to be a good person in the world and you're like i know this would help my friends fine if your friends are rich and they have money to spare go ahead sell them but if you're trying to sell big ticket items to people who are barely scraping by if not running a deficit and a deficit means you're spending more than you're making, and debt is the accumulation of all of it. So as you're running your budget, if every month you're making $1,000, but you're spending 1500 at the end of the year, you're gonna have six grand in debt. How are you gonna make it up? How are you gonna pay for it? I don't know. Like, well, you gotta change the habits. And then if you want, listen to the Mind Server Finances Mindfulness in season one, check it out. And I give some ideas and some stuff about that. As you start, becoming more mindful and wanting to be nice we start recognizing how would I want to be treated of course we all want to make money but how would you feel if your friends were constantly asking you for money while you have no money it's not that they don't want to support you it's not that it's just it's not a priority and your product although it may be amazing they don't want to spend four hundred dollars on powders or proteins or milkshakes or juices or whatever the fuck shit is happening because that's what happens you get people who are stuck selling x amount of stuff and you can't even eat it or drink it fast enough like these business models are not nice they're very very designed to fuck people now some of them are good some of them are man at the end of the day it's only designed for the people at the top to make a shit ton of money that's it that's all it is every business is that way how would your business run if money didn't exist how would your business make a difference in the world why would people use your services if money was not part of the equation how would their life be different would it be positive negative indifferent would it just be a waste of time would it be more enlightening to them would it be helpful will it help them grow will it keep them stunted will it keep them in a rut will it make them unhealthy in the long run or will it invigorate them and inspire them to be healthy to be more conscious mindful of what they're eating what they're doing how they're taking care of their body so as you start looking at how I can be a nice person and also be doing all these things, be aware of it. But if it's always driven by the bottom line, I'm sorry, but you don't understand mindfulness. You don't understand the philosophy of the universe, Mother Earth, all that stuff. And then you might be like, who cares? It's all hippy-dippy. It's all fake. I'll be like, I get it because you haven't experienced what I've been through. And I'm not going to talk about that right now. 
But some people have. You've been through that moment, your near-death experience, or you've had that out-of-body experience, or you've been to the other side and you've seen shit, and you're like, man, I can't argue what I've seen. It's just, I didn't believe it at first, and then I started meeting other people and other people, and I read books and watched videos, and I'm like, holy shit, you guys all experienced that too? It's like, yeah, but it's just the internet. It's just books. People can make shit up. It's like, okay, cool, but if they made that up, how the fuck do they make it up so much that it relates to shit that I experienced? And I never read about this stuff before. Like, I wasn't into this, but it's just kind of been growing and growing and becoming more clear that the better we are with each other and the more we learn to live without the concept of money controlling us, the more we can start living a more authentic self and a more authentic life. But then that's where arguments come in where the ego is like, yeah, but I want more material stuff. People are going to want stuff for free. Blah, blah, blah. The reality is if you talk to anyone, most people are willing to do something to be part of the community and to be socially accepted. But the problem is when you're paying someone minimum wage and they can't afford to pay anything. And so after a while, it's like, what's the point? What's the fucking point of me trying if you're just going to fuck me anyways? You're just fucking me constantly. Oh, that's just a bad attitude. I was a fucking clerk and then I worked my way up to be CEO. It's like, yeah, but you forgot the part where your parents were the owners of the company. You're not a rag to riches story. You're just fucking another rich family passing on legacy. Good for you. And you're probably going to fuck it up within a couple generations. And I'm sorry to say, it's not that I want you to do that, but at this point, everything's so fucked up. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows who owns what? Everyone's being bought out. If you're not familiar with who owns what, like if you think you have a choice, who is it? George Carlin talks about this, the illusion of choice. You have no fucking choices. Everything's owned by the same people. And if you don't see that, if you don't think these same people don't hang out because they're the ones who own the $200 million yachts. And when those hang out, they're all the same guys. You don't think they don't fucking chat with each other and say, hey man, so how's this going? How's this going? Hey, I was thinking if we should do this and this. I'm going to put the price to this. You want to do that? Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. Boom. And they just take care of this stuff. If you don't think that shit's not happening, okay, wait, how did that come up? If you don't think that stuff's happening, well then, I guess you're right. I guess as long as you don't believe it's happening, then it's not happening. And as long as you live in a world where you're always right, and living by the Dunning-Kruger effect, then your life will be blissfully, ignorantly comfortable in a bubble. And most likely, if you're one of my avid listeners, you've had your bubbles burst multiple times and you've had to just suck it up, deal with it, know that no one else could fucking feel you until all of a sudden you meet other people who have the same experiences or same stories or same whatever it is and you connect and you talk and you're like, fuck, yeah, you get me. And then you look at them and it's like, wow, I get you. And that's where the word namaste comes in. I see your light. Because when you see people for who they are and not the bullshit exterior, but the interior of their path, their journey, their quest to be their authentic self, and you see your own, and you see how together you're similar, and that's how good friendships are bonded. And it's not about how can I take advantage of this person. I'm going to take advantage. Okay, I met 10 people this week. And so I'm going to make sure I email them once each and then I'm going to text them twice to make sure I initiated contact. I'm going to plan for a coffee and by the sixth touch, I'm going to pitch whatever I'm trying to pitch them. 
Because that's what we were taught. I was taught to do that in sales. And you're like, what? No, no way. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's all... Fuck, it's so manipulative. Fucking salespeople. When you start learning the sales techniques of anyone in the financial business, anyone in insurance business, car sales, any of these fuckers, it's always manipulated and calculated. And even old friends of these people may not be friends with them anymore because they're like, man, who did you become? Like, you think you're clever? Like, good for you. You made a lot of money, but you lost all your friends along the way because no one fucking trusts you. But of course, you have the friends because you have the money. They're also in business. So those friendships blossom because they're able to work together on how to make more money. And then it's the money friendships and the good friendships that were pure and wholesome. (laughs) Wholesome. Yes, I've had very many wholesome friendships. It's just gone. And people are like, eh, I don't want to be part of his shit anymore. Like, fuck his shit or her shit. So, you know, and breaking through all these different stereotypes we've been through. Stereotypes aren't a bad thing. It's just acknowledging that, hey, you did this, 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 this. I did. Well, that's the fucking characteristics of this type of person. Like, oh, shit, I'm so offended. No, don't be offended. Be aware. If you're offended, ask yourself, what should I be aware of? Instead of taking the time to be offended and being negative and being aggressive, why don't you start taking the time to be aware, study, learn, and recognize, oh shit, I didn't know that. And now I understand their perspective. And now I'm able to say, hey, you know what? Had I known that when I was younger and in school, I'd have a different perspective right now. And hopefully this is helping. Hopefully, like right now, you're having a walk and it's hot out and you're happy and you're you're enjoying shit. You're looking around and take a deep breath. Fuck, I'm so happy I woke up this morning. I'm so happy I'm on my journey, my mission. Every day I'm getting closer to what I want to do. I know that I can help connect and bring joy and contentment. If I could bring contentment to people's lives, dude, I can sleep at night knowing I've done well for my day. If I can post something that someone reads and it connects with them and they go, man, you know, I just needed to hear that. I'm happy that someone else sees this perspective. I'm happy that I could listen to something that giving me nourishment of my mind, giving me some affirmations and confirmations that I'm not going crazy. I'm not going crazy. And just because I'm into these books like the Celestine Prophecy and the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz or the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, And as you read these, and then all of a sudden you start finding them on Facebook and you're like, holy shit, these people are on Facebook and you join them and then holy shit, they do like weekly meditations where they're guiding and they're talking about everything they've written and even though their novels are technically novels and not real, they still have guidance and wisdom hidden within. And a lot of people read it and they're like, oh, nice novel, very fictitious. I like the hypothetical way they use this stuff. And I know it's mythical, but it's just fun. It's a nice story. I'm like, holy fuck, you don't see it. You don't see it. Oh, man. But I start following these people and they share it. They talk about it. They explain it. But people who don't want to know are going to always just ignore it. People don't want to put more effort in than they have to to see their flaws. People don't want to have to actually grow as a human being. Now, my goal is to get people to kind of grow so that when death comes knocking, when you see them, like death isn't a bad guy. 
death is the most underrated character that you hear about because he's actually there to bring you to the light. So like, the fact is, death was coming anyways. Once we accept that death is gonna be knocking on our door and we just have to be like, oh hey, you're here. Like fuck, a little earlier than I thought. But I'm glad I did all the projects I wanted. I was on fun time now because I gave everything I could through my writing and through my videos or through my creations or through my inventions or through my company or through la 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 la, whatever it is. And as you look back and say, yeah, you know what, I did the best I could. And at this age is when I recognize all the shitty things I did to people, but it's also the age I started acting different and being a positive influence for people. And when we start recognizing that and being aware of that and seeing how we play a part in all of the universe, because at the end of the day, I am you, you are me, we are one. And it's so hard to understand that. It's so hard. And anyone who's done plant medicine can absolutely attest that, yes, it's wonderful. It's amazing. It's also frustrating. Because when you meet the people who all see it, it's so cool. But when you realize most people don't see it and don't believe in it, and then you start hearing the bickering and the bullshit and the judgment of others. Seriously, people just sitting around drinking and judging people. It's like, really? That's it? That's what your life's all about? Just, you know, you're done work for the day and I'll just pop bottles of wine and just drink and talk shit about people. That's it. That's life. Nothing more. After a while, you start recognizing these friends and you're like, well, it's not that I don't love you guys, but I can't see myself doing this for the next 40 years or 20 years or five years or the next year. Like, I need to talk to people and hang out with people who are inspiring me. Like, lately I have people inviting me to work at a soup kitchen, which I've talked about in another episode. And that's been very eye-opening and something I didn't even know that existed here because I think it's pretty new. They didn't have it before. As we start changing our habits and the people we surround ourselves by, the environments we partake in, that we visit, actions we choose, the information we put in our mind, we have to be aware, we have to be conscious. And if I can help people through my work and through my books and through my training and online videos and the coaching one-on-one if you happen to be one of those people which it's not going to be for long so if you're interested in that do it if not don't be surprised in the future when i'm like ah sorry man i'm doing other shit you can buy the videos because i don't want to do this forever this isn't my path to only show this it's part of the path of i've been learning and as i've been learning i've been writing what i've been learning so while i'm there I may as well give a helping hand in person since I'm there learning and writing about it. But when I move on to the next part of my journey, whoever stays behind, hopefully you keep on with the love, compassion, and the helping hands. But I'm going to be doing other stuff. And so maybe we'll see each other there or we can talk there. But it's just the concept of once you start visualizing and seeing your part, your role, what you're doing. Like right now, for some, I've been helping people with ideas on how to get their ideas or businesses running. I've had people call me and say, hey, I got this idea and can we talk about it? So we'll run through it and we'll start doing numbers and we'll start seeing some of the data and kind of going over the business plan, which most people don't have a business plan. And I've made business plans and it's so easy to skew the numbers to make it look like it's going to be good. So to truly go through it and have your ideas questioned and pressure tested. And if you start getting offended about the questions, you're like, you don't understand. You don't understand. If that's your only answer, then I would just say, oh, okay, well then... Why did you contact me if you already know everything? Like, if I'm going to question it, I'm not questioning it because I'm bored. I'm questioning it because 
it's gonna fuck you because I've been fucked so many times by little details or clever people. But hey, it all built up my resilience to get to where I am now. I'm fucking happy and I challenge anyone. I don't want to challenge anyone. There is no challenge. I'm just fucking happy. And as I grow and as I make it more accessible and as it gets better and it's been a really really difficult process and for anyone going through this right now where you're like man it's just been non-stop I've been at this for six or seven years so I get it like you want to talk about frustrating and long and annoying yeah I get it so are you saying I gotta fucking spend five years struggling well hopefully not hopefully with what I'm showing you you can get through it quicker hopefully you can identify your internal issues and then also recognize your work environment and what you want to do and all of a sudden you might find the shift that you never thought of because that's, that's one of the biggest thing people tell me is fuck dude I didn't think of that I'm like I know that's why I'm here I've taken the time over the years to write it down figure it out analyze it go through it here's what I've come up with and if it works for you great and if it doesn't after a little while just say hey I don't like the cut of your jib this ain't connecting with me I've listened to you for 15 minutes and I just there's way too much responsibility and work involved I do not want to hear I need you to be a yes person I need you to tell me that I'm special and I'm gonna be successful and I'm gonna be a billionaire and that everything about my idea is so good that's all I want you to tell me and I'm sorry I'm not gonna fucking say that keep your money save that money for your business cuz you're gonna need it every penny you got Unless you have some really cool idea and it works and it takes off and I'm wrong. So, hey, I don't know what these stats are, but you should look up how many years does a new business usually stay open. And the stats are pretty cray-cray. Not many businesses are able to stay open through longevity. And that's why I say, I'm hey, man, if I do this for four years and I make some money and I can generate some money to self-publish some books, because my goal is to make some mindfulness books for kids and for adults and just various perspectives of life that I've partaken in. So it's not just hypotheticals like, well, in this situation, this is what I would do. Like in school, like fucking losers at school sometimes. Like if someone approaches you with drugs, how do you answer? And it's like people saying, well, you throw the drugs on the ground or you tell them off or you say you're gonna go tell on them. It's like all of that's just shit. You know what you say? You go, wow, thanks for asking me. Like that's really generous because I understand you're into that, but I'm not. But I appreciate so much that you asked me. And then you know what, in the future, anyone who asks, they're gonna be like, oh, you know what? My boy's not into that, but he's still a cool motherfucker. Because you're gonna notice people who do drugs aren't always assholes. Like they make out people doing drugs are all just completely the worst people in the world. Like I've never done cocaine. I've been offered since I'm 16. Like free, like tons of it. Like, do you want some? And I'm like, oh, I'm a good man, thanks. And to this day, I've never done it. And when people meet me, they're like, dude, are you on coke? I'm like, why? Like, dude, you're so fucking high energy. I'm like, oh yeah, no, 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 that's my, that's my regular speed. And like, oh, you're on speed. I'm like, no, 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 I don't take any drugs. I, I'll have a drink. That gets me going or I'll smoke a little bit of a J. But usually that doesn't get me going, but sometimes it does. Some people, it just makes them fall asleep and eat. And I kind of used to be like that, but now I find if I do it, I have to be prepared to have a, st a stream of consciousness, be prepared to write some ideas. If I have some blocks that I'm dealing with, I find that it flows to me. Now, some people may say, well, you should be able to do that without having a little hooty hoot. 
fine, whatever, judge me. I don't give a shit. It's not like I'm doing it in a negative way. And if other people in the spiritual world are going to judge other people who are practicing their ways, who are being good and kind, compassionate, and sharing this message with others, and those spiritual people are going to be judgmental and talk shit and yada, yada, yada. If you're nothing but love and positive and supportive, as long as the other people are loving and positive and supportive, then you're sometimes being a hypocrite. Now, there's nothing wrong with questioning other people who are leaders and spiritual saying, hey, I've noticed this. Isn't that a bit of a hypocrisy of what you've just said? And some people will be like, actually, okay, good point. And they'll give you a bit of it. And you're like, okay, okay. It just came across this way. And like, yeah, you know, I didn't think of that. Thanks for the comment. And then other people will be, how dare you question my godness. I am ruler of all. And if you question me, you are a fool. So I've had some not-so-nice answers back slash messages deleted that I've posted because they didn't like my attitude. I was like, whatever, like, I get it. I used to follow, I used to buy stuff from you. I used to buy stuff that you'd make, and I'm not going to do that again, and I'm not going to share any of your information to other people because I don't believe you believe in what you're saying. You just believe in yourself and creating a kingdom. So good for you, you're becoming a big rock star, but you might be forgetting what brought you there to start with. And then on the flip side, there's other amazing people you can look up to, and Teal Swan is one of them. And I don't know, look into her history and what she's all about, and some of you may not like her, and some of you will be like me and just be like, wow. When she talks about shadow work, it's pretty bang on. She talks about pretty much everything, and it's very good information on becoming aware of your state in the world, your path, dealing with yourself, and then how you interact with others. And then how toxic relationships or toxic environments can affect us. And then our own thinking can be toxic. So what we feed into our mind can be toxic. And so my goal is Mind Surfer Radio be something that's somewhat nutritious, some mind snacks, nibble on it while you're also working out. So you're getting a double workout. You're working your glutes, that's it. Squeeze your ass, squeeze your ass, feel it. There you go, it's a hard ass. That used to be my pickup line. When I was a hockey player back in the day, I go to the bar and there'll be a girl sitting beside me, I'm like, I've got a rock hard ass. And she would look at me and I'd look at her and I'd kind of do the old Jim Carrey, and Dumb and Dumber on the counter. And they'd be like, really? I'm like, yep. And so they'd squeeze and they'd be like, holy shit. I'm like, I know. So all I'm saying, you're welcome. But that was back in the day when being ridiculous was way more acceptable. But everything changes. So as you're going through this and recognizing this and seeing people that you look up to and sending them messages, send them, send messages through Instagram or Facebook to people that you really look up to. And you're gonna notice some of them answer back. Now, if they have millions of followers, it's tough to get through the, you're not a creepy, weird stalker who is this fan person. Because if you come across too nice and too excited, they're just kind of like, oh, who's this psychopath? And I get it. I've had this experience where people have told a famous drummer that I was a super fan. And I was like, I'm not a super fan. I just love their music and I think the lead singer is fucking awesome and so the drummer treated me like I was a fucking schoolgirl. I was gonna knock him the fuck out but I didn't luckily but he was a bitch and I never fucking ever went to support his shit again which whatever it's who cares and at the end of the day I still like their music but it's some people I'm telling you this guy was a nobody in a big town 
And I just wanted to tell him that, hey, your music inspired me when I was younger, so thanks. He wouldn't even fucking take it. And I was like, wow, you're a piece of shit, man. So, like, I get it. You don't want to hear anyone tell you a nice compliment. And they don't have to. And that was just a learning lesson. And I've learned to not tell certain people stuff that, or people I like, because they don't know how to present it. Like, hey, I know someone who's a big fan, and these are the reasons why. Not, oh, dude, he has all your albums and this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't even fucking true. The reason why I liked them was for these reasons. If I had said it on my own terms, through my own introduction, it would have come across way better. But it came across through a third party, and then blah, 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 and I said, okay, well, whatever. And who cares? And over the time of life, we become aware of the who cares. Who cares? Keep working on what you're doing. Send messages or questions to people. I've had people that I've been fans of reply back. I've had people who I've started following on Facebook and they may be like, hey, I'm gonna be in your city. Let's meet up for a coffee. I'd love to talk about some stuff. And we've met up. And now it's turned into good friendships because it's like we're on the same page, but I'm on a different angle. Our end result is the same, to raise the vibrations and bring people aware of what the fuck's going on. But my market is different than their market. And I know I don't fucking appease to some people. I'm too harsh. I'm too negative. Fuck off. Oh, my God. He just swore. Like, why is he so negative? Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but your blah, 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 blah is judgmental and asshole. And if you can't see my perspective, then that's fine. But you don't have to judge it and fucking be douchey. But you could be, and it doesn't matter. Just like I'm being douchey about imitating anyone who has stupid questions. But there are no stupid questions. I'm like, I know there's no stupid questions, but yeah, there are. There's some fucking dumbass fucking questions. And that's not anyone's fault because maybe you didn't know. And that's an issue, though. That's We need to stop having the excuse, I didn't know. It's just the way it is. Well, you can't change old dogs. Blah, blah, whatever it is. But you are not doing that. You are breaking from this. You're learning. You're growing. It's like you're flowing through the next layer and the slime is peeling off and then it turns out it's like all of your physicalness is peeling off and then you just like realize there's this glowing light on the other side of the tunnel you are the light and then you start recognizing holy shit i'm connected to all the other light and as i become more aware of it and i drop my ego and i quit getting upset about everything i quit wanting to judge and control everything i want to control control i need control this control i need to do this 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 me 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 And then when you realize it doesn't matter, just give it all away. Embrace it like it's your own. You're the only one. Exclusivity. No, because at the end of the day, that's just creating the same fucking problem that's happening right now. And if you're trying to grow spirituality through the business model of economy, I'm sorry. You're going to fail because it's not going to be authentic and true. But if you build it from your heart, from the belief, the money will come. You will be taken care of. Whatever you need will be there. Now you have to be aware of what you want in your mind. And if in your mind, you're deep, deep, deep down is just being rich and having a bunch of stuff, well, that might be hurting your subconscious and you need to bring it to the conscious and say, well, wait, do I need all this stuff? It doesn't mean you can't have it. It doesn't mean you can't use it. It doesn't mean you can't spend money. It just means, is that the only reason why you're doing what you're doing? And if it is, I'm making a book so I can make money. Good. And is the book gonna help others? I use myself as an example for that a lot because I did start that way. Like, fuck, I need a way to make money on my own. And I met this guy who was selling stuff. He was on Dragon Den and he did this 
financial shit for kids. So I bought like five copies off of them. So I was like, this is incredible. And they were expensive. And I was like, man, if this guy's selling it like this, I could sell this. So I started writing it, but I was like, well, I'm not doing finances. I'm doing about life and mindfulness. And oh my God, what a slope that has been. And it's not a slope, it's been a mountain. And I feel I've gotten to the mountaintop many times, but then I get to the crest and I was like, fuck, there's more to go. There's more to go. I thought I was so close. And maybe you feel like you're really close or maybe you're just starting your trek. But Mindsurfer Radio is going to continually be pushing the thinking and hoping that you're looking in the positive, finding the lessons. Know that everything you're going through is for a good cause. It's for your cause. It's for your growth. Every negative aspect you're going through is something life is trying to remind you or teach you. And as we become more aware and conscious of it, we can be a better change in the world and we can help and we can share and we can partake. And it's our choice. And if we recognize that we enjoy this and you've been meeting amazing people and you're sharing your experiences with others and others are sharing with you, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that the beauty of life? Isn't that kind of a little bit of heaven on earth? I've got your back, you've got mine, when we take care of each other. And I know some of us have been fucked over. I'm telling you, there's some clever people who are assholes and they're manipulative. And it's just about calling them out and being aware. And you don't have to call them out publicly. It's not about shaming out loud, but it's definitely about warning your friends, family, just be aware of this person, be aware of this. If you fall for a bullshit financial scam, don't hide it, tell people. Because the reason why they keep getting away with this, people are embarrassed to tell anyone. So people get fucked and they let other people get fucked and go, oh, phew, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Someone tried to pull a credit card scam on me after a big company conference. It was a multi-company conference we went to, which is basically just a bunch of fucking sales kiosks. But we're there and then one of them's like, win a cruise. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll sign up. So I get a call. They're like, hey, you won one of the cruise packages. I was like, what? Shut up. They're like, yeah, it's three days, blah, blah, blah. It's all paid for. We just need your credit card. I'm like, well, if it's all paid for, you don't need my credit card. Like, yeah, 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 we just need your credit card and this, and you get this and this and this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and I'm like, well, I'm good, thank you, but um, bye-bye. But I nearly did. I was so close. They're so good, these fucking scammers. So I called the conference people the next day. I'm like, hey, just for the record, who was the people that was at the front door with the ballots? Like, that was representing your fucking company, saying that we were going to win a cruise. I'm like, this is some fucking bullshit timeshare shit where they're trying to get us to pay for stuff and take our credit cards. Like, yeah, we know. We've had like five people fall for it already and we don't know about their money. Like, do you didn't give your credit card, did you? I'm like, no. Like, yeah, no, don't give your credit card. Like, you understand that you guys are a huge corporation that's overseeing a lot of stuff and you let this slide like this represents just how thorough you guys watch out for stuff or you guys just let anyone pay money to fuck people and that's what they do they don't give a shit you pay for a booth or a kiosk you get everyone's information because you're gonna win a trip and there's no catch and we're talking thousands of people but that's just the way shit works and you have to be aware of it and learn from it and you can't always be prepared but you can always remember one key thing if it's too good to be true it probably is and if it's asking for a credit card they want money and there's no way they won't charge a credit card because you've given the consent they'll say that they're not going to but they're going to because all they need is the recording of you saying the word yes So if you're ever called by some fucking place, know how to speak, as in do not reply anything with a yes or a no, and maybe just ask questions. Who is this? Why are you asking this? Is this typical? 
Can I call back? Can you give me a phone number to call back? Which branch are you at? You're with my bank? Which branch are you at? I'm going to call you right back. No, 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 We're busy. Like, you have to call for this specific number. Oh, really? Huh. Interesting. Oh, I want a cruise. Okay, what's your office number? Well, we don't have one. We have to call you. Really? I thought that I can't contact an office. So, you know, as you ask questions, people don't like questions. Lies get upset with questions. The truth embraces questions. And as we recognize that, we grow and we see it and we act upon it and we live by it. It makes sense. We become less naive. We become more aware. We open our eyes. We see how our actions affect others. We see people on the street. We see someone who needs a hand crossing the road. We see someone who could use a hand lifting something into their car. We recognize someone who could appreciate someone just opening the door for them for five seconds. And many people just walk by people who need help because they don't give a shit. They don't, people don't give a fuck, I'm telling you. And as you become a person who gives a fuck, you recognize how many people don't give a fuck. And they're just going to mock you, ridicule you, make fun of you. And you just have to smile and nod and be like, yep, I guess it's just the way it is until they figure it out. Because you're figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. Together, we're figuring it out. We're working together. You're walking. I'm helping you. You're helping yourself. But I'm giving you that little bit of push and that little bit of, yeah, man, like, let's get this get her done. Let's have some fun. If you're in the process of creating something new or leaving a past experience, having some transition in life that you just weren't expecting, it gets better. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's fun, but it gets better. And as you learn from it, it actually starts making sense. Taking the time to learn about it and becoming mindful of it is a stage of life to let go of our bubble of financial realness. Many people believe the economy is a real science. And I'm not joking. It's People believe it's a natural law. But when that bubble bursts, as it will for anyone who eventually learns, it's interesting to find out that the thought of imagination and curiosity as a child is more prevalent today than it was when we were a child. And as we get older and recognize it, and as people near death, embrace death, have faced death, have had near death, it becomes more clear that, ah, yes, these aren't just a bunch of words said by a stupid person. It's some wisdom passed on through someone who's lived, who's experienced it, who's seen stuff. And only those who can relate to it will believe that. Those who don't relate and have no experience are just going to laugh and think that Mind Surfer is just some egotistical fucking fucktard who thinks too highly of himself, and it's all a bunch of bullshit. And it's all hypothetical, mythical bullshit. And it goes either way, and whatever you want to believe is true for you. Because when we realize that our realities are basically how we believe in it, and as we choose to grow and learn, and we connect with others, the concept of I am you, you are me, we are one, really starts to broaden and also intensify in focus the recognition and realization of us being all interconnected when I hurt you, I'm hurting myself is very hard to grasp. It's so, it feels delusional. It feels like we're losing our shit. It really does. It's like, what the fuck? What's happening? This can't be real. Like, I just want to go back to making money and just drinking. Like, there's, that's all I want to do in my life. I want to play video games. I just want to chill make a lot of money, come home from work, and then just live my life. That's the point of life, isn't it? Just do whatever I want. And so as we grow from that thinking to the new thinking, the higher self thinking, the united connectiveness of the universe, 
the UCU, UCU, the United Connectiveness of the Universe, we see our place and our humility and realize, ah, oh, shit, okay, I see what I have to do. And as I do it and I succeed, it's no longer the idea of, haha, fuck you, I did it, you didn't believe in me, I made it. Because I just taught a lot about the whole success is the best revenge. And I used to believe in that a lot. But then I realized that's all just ego and who gives a fuck. And a lot of people are ego driven, but they think they're not. It's so interesting to meet these people. They think they speak the higher self. And maybe they do speak it. But like most of their life, do as I say, not as I do. So they say they know it, but they definitely don't do it. And they're like, well, philosophically, I could do it. I just choose not to. It's exactly. You choose. The fact that you choose not to do good is because you choose that. And the fact that you see it is, you know, good for you. And maybe that becomes a point where you start shifting. Or doesn't maybe that's where you get offended and you start cutting out people of your life who don't speak the ideals you want because you will only hang around people who think like you and how dare anyone challenge what you think and maybe you were like that I was definitely like that but then again I didn't really give a shit and it's this stuff because no one around me really talked about it spirituality mindfulness the other side death life What's the point? What's the meaning? All those existential questions. And some people just ignore it. They're like, it's just a midlife crisis. And I'm like, okay. We'll define it like that. Now what? Well, now you just deal with it. How do you deal with it? Uh, just drink wine. Accept it. You're going to be miserable the rest of your life. That's just what the point of life is. Now go have a kid. Get married. Get debt, get a car, get a house, and be in a ton of debt, and get a job you hate, and then become resentful to everyone around you, and then go around and tell people to do the same thing as you. And I know some of you are laughing because you're like, oh my god, right? Like, what's up with those fucking people? I'm like, I know, I know, man, it's fucked up. They're fucked up. But we can't say anything because they get so offended. Anything that's outside of their little bubble of knowledge. And these are the people suffering from Dunning-Kruger. And you can't even tell them about Dunning-Kruger because they wouldn't even understand it. And it's like, okay, whatever. You do you. But I'm not going to waste my time sending you articles, sending you books, sending you videos. If whenever I ask you, so what did you think? You say, oh, I don't have time for that. Well, then if you don't have time to be spoon-fed information and you didn't have to look for it, then guess what? You're probably not as fucking smart as you think you are. You're like, you think you are. You think you know everything. Good for you. But people see you. Namaste. And your light is fucking very dim. And it's just you not wanting to believe that other people can know more than you. Because your mind believes that you know more. You have more certificates than people. Which in your mind equates that you're smarter. And over time we all learn. We learn. And we see. And it becomes part of our journey. And every time we listen to new episodes or different people who talk about concepts that are different than what we're used to and they maybe push some boundaries on us and we feel the pins and needles in our mind and heart and it doesn't feel right, but you're like, shit, never thought of it from that way. So I'm not against it. I'm interested. I'm going to research it a bit. And I'm, I'm intrigued because this is something I've never thought of. And if someone's talking to you, pull out your phone and use your notes and if they're telling you books or YouTubes to watch write them down immediately and so then just tell them like, how do you spell that or what's this 
and they'll tell you, and then boom, it gives you now a list of shit to watch. So instead of being like, I'm bored, I'm so bored. Oh my God, I don't know what to watch. What's another series that people can recommend? How about do some fucking research and watch videos that people are giving you? There's nothing wrong with that. Expand your mind. But if you think that the TV is your source of your brain, well, good luck. Good luck with that. On that note, thank you for joining in today. It was an awesome day. I hope you got a good walk in. I hope, you know, we're striving to do 500 kilometers. This is the way that I want to give back to the world for free, and I'm giving it for free through the podcast. You get some time to walk five kilometers. You do that twice a week. That's 10 kilometers times 50 weeks because, you know, sometimes you just don't have time to walk or whatever it is. That's 500 kilometers. And if you don't think 500 kilometers of walking in a year won't make a difference, well, maybe you're right if you're shoveling food down your face. But if you also become mindful of what you put into your body and you work out and you become aware of this, you may look back in a year and say, man, Mind Surfer Dude, thank you for creating this podcast to get me off my ass. And you've also challenged me in a way where I was allowed to be a victim because I was a victim of my own thoughts and it was okay for me to use those excuses to continue being lazy and unhealthy. Thank you for pushing my beliefs and pushing my buttons to get me out of my comfort zone and to realize like, hey, I do have a choice. I do have a choice. Like, yes, all the other stuff may be true. The doctors, the psychologists, they're all true. They're all right. But at what point do you just look at it and say, well, you got to make a choice now. Watch the show 600 Pounds or whatever uh, on TLC. And the doctor is brutally honest. And I'm sure people would be insulted by him, but he's right. He goes, fine, be insulted. But you can do it from your grave next year because you're not going to live another year if you keep it up like this and if you think it's okay to glamorize and just yep be fat and if you think that's okay and people should be more sensitive fine be sensitive go to a shrink learn to deal with it but at some point it's an issue and whatever the fuck you're shoveling into your mouth it's math x amount of calories in x amount of calories out watch my 600 pound life see how it goes that's why i like watching that show and i like watching intervention because you see how people slide down that slope people don't want to face their own bullshit so they fucking don't watch this shit and when you watch it and one you go wow i'm so glad that's not me and yes it's hard but when you start seeing their excuses it makes you wonder the same people who are getting upset about like, it's my condition. And then the doc will be like, is it your condition? Or is it, what is it, hand to mouth disease where you can't stop shoveling food into your mouth? Because the doctor is gonna tell everyone the same thing. You have to follow this, it's too hard. Ah, that's a whole different issue. That's not the disease, that's your willpower. And that's where you have to learn from it. So on that note, thank you. I love you, I appreciate you. I'm so happy for you to be on this journey, for you to be exercising or at least just listening i know some people listen while they're cooking and cool man i'm glad i can be part of your cooking experience thanks for listening to this one it's really about the people you're trying you're giving it it's not easy it's always a struggle but if we can turn our struggles into lessons then the struggles don't feel so hard and i know it's easier said than done but as you practice it and you become aware of it and you believe in it and you trust in it and you see like holy shit i'm not the only one and you don't just dismiss it as fictitious and mythology and it's just all rubbish it's you know fancy words to make you feel good and if that's all you get out of stuff well 
so be it. Maybe one day you'll have that realization of how more